At Thursday at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world of web at NachumSiegel.com on the NachumSiegel Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Well, we get a chance to talk about some kosher wine, KFWE, kosher food and wine experiences next week. Many of you know that. And uh, Jay Booksbaum has promised us a couple of very interesting guests for this segment as we take a close look and some of the great kosher wines out there. I don't know. How, I don't know who won the lottery. I don't know. Who, I don't know how these two winemakers, how these two wine representatives, won the lottery to join Jay on the air this morning. But they are the ones that we are focusing on today. From the grapevine, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. He's the number one kosher wine sommelier in the entire world, in the entire face of planet Earth. The one and the only Jay Booksbaum. Good morning, Jay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Good morning. And I know you're joined by a couple of very special guests, so we'll get to in a minute. Um, a lot of people out there, especially in this audience, because you know this audience is very into it, uh, know about the Kosher Food and Wine Experience. It's happening next week. Uh, obviously, KFWE has a website where people can get all the information. It's happening this year in New Jersey as opposed to New York. Is there any tidbit, any piece of information you want to make sure everybody knows about, or simply if they go to the website, register for the event, they could be there and enjoy some great food and wine that night. Yes, and it's very important to note that this year it's it's open for six hours. Wow. It's food, it's trade and, and you know, uh, and guests, and it's a much more limited group of people. So the tickets, usually they have somewhere between three and 5,000 people, we're not allowing more than about a thousand to come this year, so you'll really have an opportunity to talk to the winemakers, to taste the wines with, you know, sablonut. It's going to just really be a uh, just a whole much calmer, much more intense, uh, intense, much more fun, um, meaningful experience. Kosher food and wine experience happens March first. It's next week at the Hilton Meadowlands in New Jersey, and again, they'll be featuring some amazing chefs, some amazing food, and obviously some incredible wine. Uh, that's the centerpiece of KFWE. That is the incredible selection of wine that you can uh, try out, learn about, and as you just heard Jay say, speak to the winemakers themselves about their wine. KFWE.com, KFWE.com for the kosher food and wine experience. All right, Jay, are we set for our guests? We're, I'm set. All right. I'm ready to rock and roll, baby. In- introduce our two special guests to this audience, please. So you, you asked why they, why, how did these people win the lottery to get on. Well, right. it's not really a lottery, but <laughs> I, I wanted to choose um, these. what these two represent is a diversity of both humanity and wine styles wow. and wines that are just amazing. You have Jürgen Wagner, who is not Jewish, but who has made wine for the first time, his winery has made wine for the first time for the local community in Spain, who really has a tremendous insight on his perspective on how kosher wine has affected the quality of, of his wines, and, and we can talk about that, and yeah. also with Spanish wines. Right. And then from the other, literally from the other side, you have Eti Edri, who is the uh, international um, export director for Carmel Wines, uh, probably the oldest commercial, not probably, the oldest commercial winery in Israel with the largest, you know, Section of wines in in Israel and making a largest variety of wines from Israel, who can give perspective on Israeli wines, the growth of Israeli wines, the uh, evolution of Israeli wines over the last 200 years, uh, from when Rothschild first started in the 1800s 
till today. So you have this really, really wonderful kind of two perspectives, and I thought it would just be fun to hear them hear tell tell what the, what's going on. Well, I totally agree with you. We'll get to Etty in a couple of minutes. We're going to start with Jurgen uh, Jurgen Wagner uh, runs Capsanis. Am I pronouncing that per- correctly? I hope so. Uh, Jay, is that right? Capsanis. That that is correct. It's spelled C A P C A N E S, and I would assume with great. Um, uh, with great certainty uh, that the wines will be available and um, and be displayed and be uh, sampled at the Kosher Food and Wine Experience coming up. We go all the way to Spain. Jurgen Wagner, a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Hello. Very good morning. How are you doing? Everything is wonderful and great to speak to you. Jay says that there is a uh, that there's a story, a wonderful story about uh, uh, you uh, drifting into the world of kosher wine. Can you tell us how that happened for you out in Spain? Yeah, actually, actually, it, it happened 25 years ago. Wow. At the moment, uh, at a quite sad moment in our company, when we depended on. Uh, poor bulk ma- uh, wine and grape sales to third companies. So we were completely dependent uh, on this uh, low margin market. And to find our spot, we listened to demand of the Jewish community uh, of Barcelona. In those days, there was no kosher wine made uh, all over Spain. And uh, the, the Jewish communities in Spain, they were forced to import wines either from Israel or from France. And you can imagine the biggest wine-growing country in the world uh, by surface, which is still nowadays Spain, uh, was not <laughs> able to deliver kosher wine to their own to their own uh, uh, communities. So in '95, the rabbi told us, um, "Let's go for kosher. The whole world is waiting. You can sell hundreds of thousands of bottles, uh, and you're going to make your 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 way, etc., etc." Um, which actually, I mean, we made our way. We never reached that numbers, but um, <laughs> actually in 95, yeah. uh, we did the first bottled kosher wine at our company. And the second vintage, the 96 vintage of Perashabib, uh, uh, got reviewed by Jose Penin, who's the most uh, influential wine guide all over Spain. It's a, it's a big, big wine book. Uh, to be the third highest scored wine all over Spain. Nice. So uh, the first two, they, the cost price, the, 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 the retail price at those times was at 600 and 1,000 euros per bottle. And the third was our Perashabib. <laughs> and you can imagine from one day to the other, uh, everybody wanted to know uh, what's kosher, where is Capsanus located, and um, what's the whole story behind our wines? Very interesting. Uh, what and, and Jay, obviously, if you have something you want to add to this, please do. What uh, Jurgen? Um, what, what? Give me a way to describe a Spanish wine. If uh, if if the real connoisseurs out there, you know, feel they can uh, uh, give us the highlights of uh, French wines and California wines, etc. What would what would be a good description or identification of a Spanish wine? Yeah, I mean, I mean, Spain is, is, is wine-wise is quite a big country, so it pretty much depends of which region you are talking about. So we are close to Barcelona, so we are close to the Mediterranean Sea. Uh, so here uh, we have uh, two uh, major indigenous varieties, uh, which is Ganacha, Grenache, 
and Carignan or Carignana, and those are really unique. Those, those varietals, we plant them for hundreds and hundreds of years. Uh, when it comes to, to our place, uh, particularly, we only work our own vineyards. Um, and uh, thanks God, we are in the privileged situation. We have vineyards that are up to 120 years old. So we have very old vines. They produce very little fruit. But the advantage of little production is of little uh, fruit is uh, that, the, that the berries are amazingly concentrated. Um, when it comes to Spain, uh, uh, I think, uh, of course, we, 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 we have a lot of sunshine. <laughs> but at the same time, uh, uh, you find us in the height of the mountains. So thanks to the height, we keep a beautiful freshness, a beautiful acidity. And this combination of ripeness and freshness, I mean, this, this really gives, gives some extra backbone to the wine. How many of the Capsanis uh, wines are sold in the U.S.? How many varieties do you have that make it here to this part of the world? Um, when it comes to Capsanis, uh, nowadays 20% of our wines are kosher and 80% of our wines are non-kosher. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, almost all of our wines are sold to the U.S., uh, but uh, the, the kosher family includes uh, includes seven different wines. So there's a rosé, there's a, a more everyday uh, red, then there's Perashabib, which is our our most icon wine. And then we started a few years ago, we started to do a Pinot Noir, which is uh, quite unique. So it's a kosher Pinot. And then we have two very, very limited, uh, uh, editions, uh, uh, which is an old vines Garnacha and an old vines uh, Carignan, and here we pick actually we pick the fruit from 120 years old uh, bush wine. So this is this is the pure essence, the pure concentration on the vines. Uh, brought into bottle. Jay, as I always ask you, everything that uh, Jürgen just mentioned in the kosher department is available at all the retailers in this area, right? It is available at your favorite kosher retailer or kosher-focused retail. Yeah, sure. We move on to Israel. Etty Edry is with us from Carmel and Yatir Wineries, the export manager, level 3 WSET graduate, making her very knowledgeable in the world of wine, as you would imagine. And Carmel has a rich history. That's that's an understatement, to say the least. Etty, welcome to the show. Hi, well, thank you for having me. A pleasure to have you on the air. I mean, I, I don't know if there's a basic way to describe this. What Jay said earlier is obviously correct in terms of the uh, the long history of Carmel in Israel, and it seems that the brand just keeps going at a very strong pace, keeps moving forward, keeps expanding with other brands uh, that they're able to release or under uh, under different names that um, uh, that are uh, you know essentially from the Carmel Winery. How, how does that happen? How, you know, it's hard to it's hard to stay at the top of any industry. How has Carmel done it? Well, I can tell you that uh, first of all, you have to have a great uh, partner, and uh, of course, uh, Royal Kedem is uh, one of the uh, if the best uh, and the top uh, partner to have, because you do and uh, have to uh, fight your way through among. A lot of a, a lot of great wineries from all over the world, and of course to make sure you shine. And uh, Royal Kedem definitely help us with that, uh, promoting a wonderful sales team that goes around the whole uh, state, 
and uh, talks about Carmel wines and its stories and have its wines being tasted among a lot of retailers. And slowly but surely, after many years of collaboration, you're able to eventually come on the shelf and become well-known. I have to say that it's not an easy task, but if you are persistent, like even in the grape growth, you know, when you grow your grapes, eventually uh, you wait four years until you harvest and then you bottle and then you age. And before, of course, you age and you bottle it. Uh, it's the same thing with uh, selling these wines. It takes a lot of uh, persistence, uh, love, care, and, of course, precision. And uh, with that, definitely our great partners, uh, uh, help us achieve. How different is the Atir line from the Carmel line? Well, uh, Atir and Carmel, uh, they're two, two different lines, even though they are the family. Uh, we are owned, uh, Yatir is owned by Carmel. And uh, it's two different um, uh, factories. Carmel is uh, uh, the largest uh, producer today, producing one million cases a year. And Yatir is a boutique winery that's located in the south of Israel. So when you talk about Carmel, you talk about a wide range of uh, grape growth uh, all over the country, from uh, the northern Galilee to the Samaria area to, to Judean Hills. And when you talk about Yatir, it's a smaller production, a boutique down in the south of Israel, which actually um, uh, discovers a different uh, in, in, in a unique area of the grape growth. Etty Edry is with us from Carmel. Uh, what is the, uh, what's the focus of Carmel Winery right now at the beginning of 2022? And have the last couple of years changed that focus because of the pandemic that I'm assuming has affected this industry like any other? Of course, the pandemic definitely has its effect, but when it comes down to excellent value for money, Carmel has been focusing in the past uh, five years on our core items, which is uh, everybody I think already is familiar with, uh, the private collection uh, wines that uh, accompanies us for the past uh, 30 years, and it's, a, uh, it's also a legendary uh, production from uh, Baron Rothschild days. It's actually profound uh, uh, excellent best value Cabernet Sauvignon and Cabernet Merlot. This is where we focus our uh, uh, core items. And uh, of course we have selected the, and the Appalachian uh, series. Right. These are the main and core items that we really focus on uh, in the stores think... and they're excellent value for money. Jay, go ahead. I, I think it's important to note that you know, when you have a state grown wines. Now, these are not a state bottle because the vineyards, by law, the vineyards have to be right around the winery. But when you have Carmel, which owns the, the vineyards themselves, I mean, they manage and own their own vineyards, and they're able to control. It's rare to find these kinds of values at this kind of quality yeah. uh, with the state grown vineyards the way Carmel has done. And um, some, you know, Herzogs are now tr doing that more and more in California. Uh, but Carmel has been doing that, and you know it's like my friend Joshua Greenstein used to say, uh, would say, you know, Israel's been making wine for two thousand years, and they just got really good at it. And Carmel, <laughs> Carmel has been making it for about one hundred and fifty years. And I have to tell you, there's a really wonderful wine that they just released called the fortieth anniversary uh, in honor of the seventy-six Cabernet, and every you know Israelis and and 
California kosher and all of us talk about, oh, we got our wine, this kosher wine, into this non-kosher restaurant, to that non-kosher restaurant. Well, in 1980, I think it was 82, I worked for a company that sold Carmel, and it was in one of the most famous French restaurants in Manhattan with this Carmel um, 76 Cabernet. And so Carmel has been in cutting edge even in the, even in the late 70s. And now, of course, they're re... Uh, they're re- <laughs> Down, doubling down on it, so to speak, as we say these days, with cutting-edge stuff at really good values. It's just wonderful when to you have see a, that. When you have a good product. Think, yeah. Go ahead, Etty. I, I think I'm very happy also. And uh, like Jay says, uh, it's not an easy thing to be a 140-year-old uh, factory that produces wine and uh, never misses even uh, one uh, harvest. It's uh, an achievement by itself. So. Uh, Carmel Winery is uh, it's not only representing, of course, a great uh, quality of wines, even for a wide range of prices. It's also, uh, I think, uh, uh, talking about the love uh, of Israel and also uh, the ability to continue that heritage to go on, and also uh, having other wineries join to that, uh, join that story as well. No question about it. Uh, Jay, availability. I'm assuming. Uh, that uh, everything we've discussed in this conversation, including all the wines from Israel, are available at all the retailers in this area. Absolutely. And, you know, it, it, Carmel is one of those wines where in every, in every section, you know, from the uh, biting varietals, as we call them, to the, the more expensive 40th anniversary, as an example, um, consistency and quality uh, is pervasive throughout. No question about it. All right, everybody, there you go. Two amazing stories, two incredible brands, and uh, two that you should keep in mind when you're at the Kosher Food and Wine Experience. You should keep these two in mind in terms of sampling and including them uh, on your uh, uh, your Shabbos holiday and, uh, I would say, for some people, weekday table as well <laughs> because there are people who have a good bottle of wine during the week as well. Jay, a final word about next week. Anything else you want to tell us regarding uh, this conversation or the upcoming KFWE? Very, very limited tickets. I suggest if you really want to have a wonderful wine and food experience, we have Chef Gabe from Tierra Sur, uh, arguably the best kosher restaurant on planet Earth. And, and this is coming from what Nakam Siegel calls the greatest kosher wine sommelier <laughs> on planet Earth. Right. I'm not sure that's true, but, you know, I'll take it. Anyway, um, so Terry Sur is going to be, uh, has their menu and their influence on all the food, as well as a James Beard, um, Michael Solomonov, uh, not from a non-kosher restaurant, of course, everything's going to be kosher, is worked with uh, Michael Schick, to, to make some really amazing wines, Mediterranean, I'm sorry, foods, Mediterranean influenced. So if you want really um, ridiculous foods, but even more amazing wines and want to meet the amazing winemakers and these amazing chefs, sign up today because hopefully uh, you won't be able to sign up uh, in a day or so. KFWE.com, KFWE.com. Jurgen Wagner, the Capsanis Winery in Spain. Gracias to you. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Hope to see you soon. And uh, at the Edri, Carmel, Yatir, and uh, the rich history of the Carmel Winery in Israel. Tadaraba, Shalom, and thanks thank for joining you. us. Shalom to you too. Jay, a big thank you to you and uh, everyone out there who's going to be at KFWE, no doubt, will look you up and, uh, and find you at that big event next week.
find me. Thank I want to come and say hello to all of you. Come, sign up, and, and say hello to me when you get there. There he is, everybody. Number one kosher wine sommelier on planet Earth, Jay Booksbaum. And again, a big thank you to Jurgen Wagner, Capsanis, at the Edry Carmel. And a big shout-out to all the wineries, all the brands. are going to be part of the kosher food and wine experience next week right here in the state of New Jersey. More coming up. It's Thursday. It's JM in the AM. <laughs>